I'm Monique. And I'm Sierra. And you're listening to Hoochin' and Hollerin', a podcast where we do our favorite things, drink and talk. This week we're dissecting Midnight Sun, chapters 6 through 8. We do need to let you know that there will be spoilers, so if you have not mm-hmm. read Midnight Sun, don't sit here and listen to us go on about it. There will also be swearing, so get used to it. We start off these chapters with our dangerous bad boy following Bella's every move by invading the heads of her unexpecting peers. He decides to be really bold and invites Bella to join him for lunch, where they both try to figure out what the hell is going on between them. Later, Edward plays Captain Saber Mortal when (laughs) Bella is almost taken out by a seemingly harmless biology lab. Edward spends the next couple of sunny days in Forks, skulking in the shadows and continuing to stop our girl Bella, followed by some totally normal midnight breaking and entering. Yep. <laughs> so before we dig into today's chapters, let's talk hooch. Each episode, we're going to share a specialty cocktail. Um, today, we are drinking the red flag cocktail because there are a lot of so red many. flags in this chapter. <laughs> Well, these three chapters. Um, Bella needs to run. Yes. Yes. And, but give Edward our number. Tell him to call us. Yeah. (laughs) Tell him to call us, because we're not there yet. (laughs) So, yeah, call us. Today, okay, so today's cocktail features an ounce of light rum, an ounce of lemon juice, um, an ounce of orange juice, Mm -hmm. and a dash of Sierra's fave. Grenadine. <laughs> it kind of reminds me, it looks like... It's pretty. It looks like a... What's it called? Sunset? What's it called? Oh, Tequila Sunset. A Tequila Sun... Rise! A tequila Sunrise, <laughs> yes. It looks like a Tequila Sunrise. Yes. Yes, it does. Um, It's very strong. Mm-hmm. Very acidic. Very acidic. You could probably ease up on the lemon juice. Yeah. If you wanted to. Um, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. The name fit. Yes. So, as always, you can find this recipe on our Instagram page. And now let's dive into chapters 6 through 8 of Midnight Sun. In chapter 6, Edward is mentally following Bella. He's watching her every move through her classmates and teachers' eyes. One characteristic about Bella that comes to fruition is her clumsiness. Edward notices her stumbling multiple times throughout the day. Her classmates are even starting to call her clumsy. Edward definitely is in love because he's like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. You know? First, he's like, I didn't notice. Or like, I'm surprised people call her clumsy. But he is always watching her trip and fall and bump into shit. So why are you so surprised? He has blinders on. That's what it is. (laughs) So get this. Wanting to hear and see even more from Bella, Edward chooses an empty table in the lunchroom to literally stare at her. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's ridiculous. It's hysterical how ridiculous he is acting at this point. Um, if I were Bella, I would be embarrassed because, like, why? Just come talk to me then. Because why you gotta do all these weird That's things? That's the thing. He doesn't come over to invite her. He waits until she looks up at him. Well, not even. Jessica has to be like, "Hey." He's staring at you. He's just gonna stare at her until she shows some attention. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Her his siblings walk past him with varying opinions. Um, the worst being from Rose, who still thinks Edward is just being an idiot. Rosalie is She hates. She hates Bella. She hates Edward. She hates Edward, too. Only person she likes is Emmett. (laughs) Loki. After burning the side of Bella's face Mm -hmm. with his stare, Jessica finally takes a break from talking Bella's ear off to notice 
Edward staring. So when Bella looks over, Edward summons her. He literally just is like, come here. Yeah. Not, can I, you want to come It's just not normal teen behavior. No. You're not this being This is a hundred year old behavior. Also a hundred year old awkward person. You can tell yeah. he's never interacted <laughs> with a girl before. That's true. So, Jessica's a real hating ass bitch here. Yeah. She's like, does he mean you? She just like can't believe it. Who else? And I'm like, who else would he? Be? He's looking straight at us, Jessica. <laughs> Why are you talking so to you? She's so bitter. So Edward holds his breath because obviously he doesn't want to kill Bella mm-hmm. and asks Bella to sit with him. He said, as long as I'm going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly. <laughs> Bella's like, I literally have no idea what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> She's like, what's going on? Are you and talking Edward, to me? Right. Edward's just like, fuck it, we lit. Sit down. <laughs> Let's enjoy some lunch. So our boy is half flirting, which is putting it very generously. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't... He's attempting to flirt. But you can tell he's really nervous because he's making some really weird, really predatory comments. Mm-hmm. And he's also, like, trying to warn her, like, we, we shouldn't hang out. You should be afraid of me. Like, run. Why did you call me over here, Dean? Right? <laughs> What you call me over here? You keep telling me what I should and shouldn't do. I, but you keep talking to me every it's day. So painful to watch. He just literally has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, I really want to hang out with her, but I don't want her to hang out with me. But I'll die if she doesn't want to hang out with me. But she might die if I hang out with. It's too. And much. also, are you really giving her an option? Does she really have an option? She right. could say no, but the way you're talking to her and the way you're pressuring her, will she say no? If she said no, he has said. I would still watch her from the shadows, essentially. So, I'm going to have a stalker regardless. I might as well lean into it. <laughs> have a little fun sometimes. <laughs> so, Edward is really torn. He wants to, st- you know, he wants to stay with Bella. He wants her to be into him, but he also wants her to go, you know, and leave because he wants to kill her. He literally wants to kill her. Yeah, so it's a tough spot for our boy. Um... <laughs> The first half of this book is literally just him going back and forth between wanting to be selfish and stay with Bella and wanting to go away to protect her. Mm -hmm. Um, And this challenge follows him throughout the entire second book. Yeah. Yeah. New Moon. Yeah. So Bella is quiet a lot of their conversation, which drives Edward up a wall. He finally blurts out and asks her, like, you know, what are you thinking? And she, quote, Trying to figure out what you are. Not who you are. What you are. Because you can't Why be human. Why she say that? Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. As a regular human person who does not believe in anything, you know, Bella, you know. Yeah, why would you thriller. ever ask anyone, I'm trying to figure out what you are. Yeah, it's weird. Are you talking about my race? Like, like <laughs> a more normal thing to have, have said would have been like, I'm trying to figure out like, what's your deal or like, what's yes. up with you? Not yes. what you are. You're being weird, Bella. So, and the only, she don't really had that many hints besides he could, he saved her from the car. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a big hint, but <laughs> literally crushed the van. She hit her head. <laughs> crushed the van. <laughs> she hit her head. She could have been making up anything. Bella was delusional. <laughs> um, and Edward is like. Uh, keep it light, keep it light, keep it light, like, in his head. When Bella refuses to tell him some of her theories, Edward is annoyed, and we get that trademark Bella temper. That girl got a temper! She's like, oh yeah, how annoying for someone to be cryptic and not say what they're thinking, and Bella's like, pick a lane. 
Um, she, right. You want to hang out with me? You don't want to hang out with yeah. me. We should be friends. We shouldn't be friends. Yeah. She's tired of Edward's cryptic messages and the constant attitude changes. She is clearly frustrated. So Bella's rant is interrupted because Edward can hear Mike's thoughts so loudly it distracts him. Mike is obviously mad because from the outside of Bella and Edward, mm-hmm. it looks like they're having an argument. They kind of are. They are. So Edward's like, your little boyfriend's about to come over here and break up our fight. Wow. <laughs> Bella's like, who? <laughs> little boyfriend. Wow, she's, Edward. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Edward likes that when she's like, I don't know what you're talking about, really. <laughs> she has so many boys who are into her. Into her. So yeah. she's like, whatever. And Bella then asks Edward for a favor, and he starts thinking, like, okay, immediately, like, what what could she want from mm-hmm. me? He's like, I'll probably give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she asks. And so her favor, her request is, like, hey, next time you decide to ignore me, give me a heads up. Right. First of all, Bella, please <laughs> do not be going and begging no man to warn you the next time he's going to ignore you. That... That's de- that's desperate. She also has not dated. Yeah, this is a tough uh, bit of first love. Yeah. She's like, if you're going to ghost me again, please tell me. Girl! No. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so sad. Like, you're going to talk... She should have just stick w- stuck with her original. Like, you're going to talk to me, talk to me. If not... Leave me alone. Leave me alone. She did a really good job. When he wasn't talking to her, she was not talking no. to him. She was no. like, okay. You want to play the game? We can play the game. I'll play it better. <laughs> so... At this moment, Edward thinks that if she is requesting this, mm-hmm. that it must mean that she hates it when he ignores her, which might mean that she likes him. Yeah, a lot of interpretation. And he's like, okay, okay, that makes sense, that makes sense. He's like, but also maybe she doesn't like me at all and I'm just stupid. He's... <laughs> he you is... can read people. Why can't you understand no, what these and, signs mean? And I think I'll talk about this a little later, but I feel like his ability to read mine minds has really inhibited his ability oh. to like read people's body language yes, read faces right. and stuff because he can always just read the mind so why do the extra work right yeah. so i feel like he is like in new territory he's like i don't know how to take how she she smirked a little bit what does this mean it must mean she hates she's smiling me, at me. <laughs> right she's smiling at me what could she be smiling about he doesn't know whatever yeah. so it just is annoying because he could have any girl in the school like, of course Bella's into you. Yeah. Every girl in the school is into you. What wow. I don't understand what his dilemma is. I don't know. <laughs> Edward is very irritating to me yeah. at this time. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So, in the spirit of asking questions, Edward asks Bella to share with him one theory. And she thought, you know, he could have been bitten by a radioactive spider. I'm like, okay. I- <laughs> Okay. This is not a normal teen conversation. No. Are you Spider-Man? Right? <laughs> she asked me with Spider-Man, essentially. Like, do I look like Spider-Man to you? Okay. Oh, God. So, Edward wishes she didn't try to figure him out, and then we get another iconic line from Eddie. Yeah, this is deep. Yes. He says, what if I'm not the superhero? What if I'm the bad guy? Dramatic. Classic drama queen Edward. Yeah. What if I'm, I'm the, the bad villain? Guy. Are you the bad guy? That's no. like and we we talk about this a little later, but mm-hmm. like his fear to go into the sunlight around her, he's like, She's gonna be disgusted. You literally 
like you're glitter. covered in glitter. Yeah. You look like you're covered in glitter. You're pretty. You're in pretty. The sun. <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, hey, he's so dramatic. Oh my god. So, um, Bella says she doesn't believe that he is bad, and this is a huge moment in our young adult romance novel. This is where you see a shift in our character's relationship. They are not yet dating, but they are publicly talking and establish some mutual mm -hmm. understanding. And I love a good kind of enemies to friends trope. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I don't want to like you right away. Yeah. I want to work for it. I want to kind of like, ugh, I don't like them. Yep. That, I feel like those relationships work best. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so it's almost time for class, and Edward's still having these conflicting feelings. Um, he tells Bella, I'm ditching biology. Mm -hmm. He thinks, quote, please save yourself. Please never leave me. <laughs> Sir, get, pick. Pick one. Can't be both. <laughs> and he sneakily puts the lid of Bella's lemonade in his pocket. Then they talk for a bit more. Um, and, you know, they're talking about why he's ditching. He's like, oh, it's good, it's healthy. But, you know, the real reason is they're doing blood typing yep. in biology class. And mm -hmm. obviously he can't be in there, one, because he doesn't have blood to type. Two, <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> two, he can't be in a room full of children pricking themselves, especially not Bella. Yeah. Everyone in that room would be murdered. Yep. So good, good day to ditch. Yep. Um, so during Bella's class, Obviously, Edward's still watching. Um, he hears Mike's thoughts and finds out that Bella has passed out after seeing blood. Um, Edward, <laughs> the line, it's just one line. I almost ripped the door off the car. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very dramatic. So he searches Mike's memory for the whole story and learns that she didn't even get around to pricking yeah. her finger. She, like, saw someone else's finger Blood, blood and passed out. Yeah. She's running with vampires now, so she's going to have to get used to blood. Yeah. <laughs> Period. You need to get it together. Edward thinks this is so funny. He's like, she doesn't like the cold or blood. She's like, so, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Captain Save Immortal tells Mike that he can go back to class. Like, you know what, Mike, let me take it from here. Mike I know like, Mike was mad, boy. I know. Mike was like, you're not about to come up here telling me what to do when the teacher told me. To take Bella right. to the nurse. I have permission. I have a hall pass. I have a hall pass. <laughs> you have Edward nothing. You were ditching. Um, so Edward is pretty much oblivious to Mike because he's just super excited. He gets <laughs> to carry Bella. Yeah. And he's like, let's go. He's so excited about that. Yeah. So he sticks around to make sure Bella was okay. And then they, you know, they got to talk a little bit more. All the ladies in the office were, like, freaking out when he comes in carrying Bella. They're like, ooh, <laughs> big man coming through. And they're grown, and he's like these a child. Are, these are adult women. Yeah. Thinking this way. Um, with more faint kids pouring into the nurse's office, Edward and Bella skip out, you know, but not before another conversation with our unoriginal jock, Mike. He's super rude to Bella and Edward, and, you know... Edward had to think, like, I better, you know, contain myself. Yeah. Let me calm down before I actually kill Mike. He wants to murder he this boy. He wants to murder He can barely Mike. stand him. Um, Bella tells him he's not, you know, he's not going back to class. And for a moment, Edward feels, like, smug. Yeah. You know? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take her home. 
I'm gonna take, take Bella home. So you can go back to class, Mike. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun blood typing. And then Mike, then he was like, Mike's not dumb. Yeah. Mike, cause he was like, okay, you you take her back to class, but guess who she going to the beach with? Right. So about the beach. Yeah. You ready to <laughs> go? Going to the beach, and Edward like, hold on. Where are we Where, going? Yeah. <laughs> what beach y'all going to? When? Let me know. Where? I'll be there. <laughs> so after Mike leaves, Edward woos the nurse and gets Bella out of gym. Our, <clears throat> our budding couple gets like two whole hours together. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Pretty nice. Edward's like, this is great. <laughs> um, so Bella asks Edward if Edward would be going to the beach too. Mm-hmm. And we learn that the beach the gang is going to is called La Push. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's called First Beach, and it's First located beach, yeah. on La Push Reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he makes a comment that he is definitely not going to be able to go there. Right. So, as Bella tries to head home, Edward insists on driving, and he he does. He forces Bella to, he, like, drags her yeah, to his car. Yeah, she's like, no. He's like, get in the car. He drags her, and he, like... He slams her into the car door, and she's just like, what the That's why I'm like, fuck? Bella barely has a choice in this. You keep telling me to stay away from you, but now you won't even let me drive home. Right, I'm trying to leave. I'm doing what you told me to do. <laughs> but now you're like, no, let's hang out. Like, what are you talking about? Edward thinks about how awkward he's being because he kind of, he doesn't know how to act like a normal teen, mm-hmm. you know? So he goes on to explain how his family... You know, they're not good examples of modern love either. Right. So he has nothing to base this off of. Mm-hmm. Um, all the TV they could be watching while they up all night and doing nothing. Right. Watch some rom-coms, Eddie. Yeah, just act like that. Literally. <laughs> so we get a flashback or a glimpse into the way the Cullens, you know, they love the way they love. Um, we learned that Rose saw so much good and innocence in Emmett, and Emmett was like, he saw a goddess in Rose. So that was their love story. We also learned that Alice got to see her future with Jasper years before. Like decades. Uh, yeah, decades before even meeting Jasper. And then Jasper got to feel the overwhelming love from Alice um, drawing him to her. So that was their love. It's almost like they all had no choice. Yeah, I'm not seeing... The love stories are not Cause the way The way Alice's story was is Alice found him Mm-hmm. And they didn't even really say anything to each other and were in love. Yeah. Because Alice already knew the future and Jasper was like, damn, she's got strong feelings. I guess I can I love guess, her. yeah. <laughs> How does she know me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no questions. He was like, all right, I can roll with this. Um, and I got like nice little house to stay in. Like, this yeah, works. he's like, this kind of works <laughs> I like this setup. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as Carlisle and Esme... Esme was already in love with... This is the only story we get here. This is here. the only, like, semi-normal one. Yeah. So Esme was already in love with Carlisle as a girl. She was drawn to his features, gentleness, and his wit. When she transformed, she was awoken to him and still loved him. Carlisle did not see himself ever being worthy of romantic love because of what he Aww. was. And it was sad. I know, that part was sad. Carlisle! I know, he's such a good person. Right. But, you know, of what he was, and I felt like he just had that, that was his duty yeah. to do good yeah. since he was a vampire. Um, so he didn't see himself ever being worthy of romantic love, but then Esme showed him that he was indeed worthy. So that was cute. That's the only normal Yeah. One. So, 
So the cutest love story is actually yeah. between Edward and Carlisle. Which, that is so cute. Like, father, yeah, son. It's very cute. So Edward explains, like he's thinking these things, that Carlisle had loved him before he even changed him. Carlisle was taking care of him in the sick ward when um, Edward had Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Edward says that Carlisle had already felt like his father before he even knew his name. Um, he explained their relationship as, quote, effortless and instinctive. Um, and he just sort of immediately fell into the sun role. So that was very authentic nice. and just so cute, yeah. very genuine. Because, like, Carlisle, that's your dad. Like, that's his, yeah. not like the other sibs. Like, the other siblings, I don't know, that's just the head of household, maybe. Yeah, I feel like Carlisle, Esme, and Edward are, like, family. Yeah, they were first. They yeah. were, yeah. So Edward lets us know that even though he did <laughs> quite... He did, like, a couple pages worth of thinking. Chapter 6 is literally so long. It's long. And it's literally just him thinking. Um, He did all of this thinking (laughs) in just a few seconds. Like, Bella's still getting into the car. Yeah. So, that kind of lets us into the mind of, like, what a vampire's mind is like. And they describe this a little bit after Bella changes. Their minds are just, like, so vast. Mm -hmm. They can think... A million things yeah like at the speed of light um so bella gets into the car and they bond over classical music i think it's claire de lune yep claire de lune. <laughs> and edward you know that's what i wake trying. up to every morning <laughs> oh yeah that is your ringer for oh my since God. 2008 it's been my ringer true twihards here at hoochin and hollering it drives me <laughs> crazy but i never change it it drives me insane i can that's anticipate I can anticipate before the ringer comes on. I can anticipate the beat before you the had ringer. That ringer over in tech. Ain't that crazy to have the same <laughs> ringtone for that long? On everything, it's every alarm. It's devotion. And it carries, it don't matter how many iPhones I went through, it, it carries over. I, yeah, it's so it weird. It doesn't matter. It carries over. I've had like five phones and it just keeps when people carrying here, over. They probably think like, damn, this bitch loves Twilight. <laughs> she keeps changing it. No, I never. I never changed it, but I also never had to change it back. Everyone, can you imagine every morning? I know people think you just love Twilight so much. You keep putting on every new phone. It rolls over, just like your text. Everything is seamless with iPhone. You get a new phone, everything that was on your last phone is on your new phone. A blessing and a curse, obviously. (laughs) But you know what? Honestly, if it would have changed, I'd be like, what is this? I can't wake up to this. I gotta wake up to the pitchy. Yeah, now your body's used to it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's very pitchy. (laughs) It's aggressive. Like the most aggressive (laughs) piano key is the first key in that song. (laughs) The loudest one. (laughs) Making sure you waking up. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know. Um. <sighs> so yeah. So in the car, Edward, you know, he's prying to learn more about Bella, and he finds out that Bella's seventeen, and she had to grow up real fast. Um, because her mom sucks. Yeah, her mom is irresponsible and childish. The interviews continue, and Edward asks Bella if she thought that he was dangerous. Oh, my God. Like, at this point, Edward has dropped so many hints. 
I would think that this boy is a school shooter. Yeah. That's what I would think. Are you a serial killer? If, if you're a serial killer, let me know now. You done told me to run. What you about to do? You Yeah, because, yeah, doing too much. Um, Bella explains that she, he does not frighten her, but she believes he could be frightening. So are you frightened or are you frightening? <laughs> <laughs> As Oprah would say. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> when, I, when I thought of that. Sierra was like, oh, that's fire. I put that in. Bars. Um, yeah, Miss Bella likes playing with fire because Bella likes you know a little what it danger. is. Yeah, yeah, Bella likes a little danger. And that's why she didn't date before. She was waiting on her uh, vampire, All I guess. the boys were just too safe. Yeah. She's like, I don't feel scared enough. <laughs> so it's Bella's turn to ask a couple questions, and she asks about Edward's family life. Uh, but they're already at her house, and Edward wants to avoid any questions, so he's like, get out my car, I gotta go. So now you <laughs> drag me in a car, right. and now you tell me I gotta get out. He's like, I gotta go. She's like, I didn't get to ask one thing. <laughs> okay. So, you know, they say goodbye. Edward's having a hard time leaving her, partly because he loves her, partly because he's like, this girl's number is up. She's, every time I'm gone, she's about to die. Yeah. So he pleads with Bella. He's like, safe at the beach he's like please do not fall into the ocean and she's like fuck you dude she's like what is wrong with you so she like slams the car door and edward in his mind says quote run bella run i love you too much for your good or mine oh my god so this is where he admits to loving her for the first time i think okay yeah um yeah i wasn't like, sure like that's why i'm like, is like it? saying it yeah and being like not in response to Alice being like, yeah, you love her. Yeah. You know? So, he has finally gotten to that point where he can admit it, I guess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I guess that's good. So, in our next chapter... Edward, ah, that was all chapter six! Ah. <laughs> that was all in chapter six. All those thoughts, all those feelings. So, in the next chapter, Edward drives back to school. Um, and he still has an hour left before class lets out. So, he's waiting for his siblings and... What does he do with his spare time? He thinks, because that's literally all he does all day. Yep. He doesn't talk about his feelings. He thinks and thinks and thinks about them all day. So he's like, I wonder if Bella is attracted to me. He's like, <laughs> her eyes do the same thing that Miss Cope, the secretary's eyes do. And also, like, her, her heart starts to beat fast. He's like, but that could also mean she's scared. Yeah. He's just, you got to be kidding me at this point. It doesn't make any sense. You can't even turn it off, though. That's the thing. Like, he can't just turn off his mind. He's yeah, just he's constantly just going and going and going. Agony. So, he's think He's thinking some soft, erotic thoughts. This is what I had to say. Soft, <laughs> erotic thoughts. Okay. Our dude Edward's getting real horny <laughs> thinking about Bella. You didn't like the way I phrased it. When would I ever say soft erotic? <laughs> anyway, he's thinking about Bella and he's like, Ooh, oh my God, what are these feelings? Oh my goodness, I have never felt like this. So he's like, man, I really wish I could be a normal man mm-hmm. so we could have a normal relationship. He's kind of sad about it. Um, he gives us another good line here. Edward says, quote, he never felt so human in his whole life, not even when he was human. Yeah. Cute. 
He died when he was seven. What seventeen? Yeah. So he never got so trying never, to experience. Yeah. No. Feeling like this. Yep. That's sad. Must have been war or something for him not to. Some war or something going on yeah, in his time. He was time. about to go fight in World War One. Wow. That's what he wanted to do. That was his whole life. He was like, I'm about to go fight, and then he caught the Spanish flu. Should stay at home. <laughs> he should have been in quarantine. Real mascot. <laughs> Real mascot. Um, we get a little flashback of Edward in his human years here. He talks about how he was only nine months away from his 18th birthday when the Spanish influenza hit him. He remembered his mother and her love, but that was it. Edward had never experienced that, you know, what he was feeling towards Bella before. So, disturbed by Emmett while he was deep in thought, um, Edward is joined by his other siblings in a car, and they immediately recognize the scent of Bella. Alice took Bella's car back to, you know, her house since they drove to, since, you know, yeah. Edward dropped her off. And the Cullen clan arrived back home. Um, you know how out of his mind he has to be to be caught off guard by Emmett, I guess. I feel like I read, I'm out of order. No, that was, I guess it should have came before. Because he got disturbed by Emmett, but he yeah. never is caught off guard because he can always anticipate everyone's thoughts. Yeah, so he was so deep in thought that he was able, he was able to be caught off guard. Yeah. That's how you know you're thinking too much, my mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking vampire. Yeah. You shouldn't be getting caught off guard. So, um, we get a cute little look into their home life. Yeah. Edward's kind of explaining what they're doing, so... There's a chessboard set out, but it's not like a regular chessboard. It's four different chessboards, and they're playing them all at the same time, like together, because, you know, they're vampires. Um, they won't let Edward or Alice play for obvious reasons. He can read their minds, and Alice can see who's going to win. They can't play nothing. Don't even, don't, I want to fight you. I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to play a game with mm -mm. you. I don't want to do any sort of bets with you. Um... And we get to look at some of the other hobbies of, of the Cullen clan. So Rosalie, she's watching TV. And we also find out that she likes to tune cars. Mm -hmm. Okay, Danica Patrick. Yeah. That's the only lady racer we know. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> even know if she actually tuned her cars. Uh, I'm assuming not. so. Um, Esme is designing an entire new house because that's what she <laughs> looks, likes to do. Um, and our boy Eddie hops onto the piano and composes a piece. <laughs> he like is he just hopped on the piano and makes a new song. I got some feelings. Let me put them into song. And then Alice comes to sit down and starts like singing along. It's just, it's insane. So Edward he hops into his Mozart bag mm -hmm. and Esme she's like, oh my god, he's playing the piano again. This is great. Yep. So she goes to sit by him and you know she's just so happy that her son's playing again. She can obviously see. Um, the change in him right? since he's met Bella. So there's a cute little bonding moment. Um, you know, Edward's sharing his feelings through his music. Mm -hmm. He plays Esme's song, which she really likes. Um, and Esme, Esme assures him that everything's going to work out with Bella, but Edward's like, mm, not really. I can't. Either, like, I got to kill her mm -hmm. or I got to kill her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's supposed to work out. So he's not convinced. Um, Rosalie is super pissed that Edward composed a new song for Bella. Yeah, oh, she was so mad. She's so mad about so much, um, which we will get into later. Um, in her irritation, she accidentally lets Edward hear what she's actually so 
pissed about and he finds this ugly, you know, he finds this ugly, normal human more attractive than her. Rosalie is... Vain. Yeah. She's like... I, that's what you're mad about? Ugly? But also, that's your brother now. And you got a whole husband. Right. So what are you tripping about? Right. So self-absorbed. And he thinks this is hilarious. He's like laughing in his head. Yeah. He's like, you're so vain. He's Um, serious. Yeah. They do not get along very well. Yeah. They're not very close. Rosalie, obviously embarrassed, storms off and, you know, she's like, you better not say anything to... That's the thing that sucks about... Yeah. You can't have any privacy. Yeah. Luckily, Edward is Edward and he doesn't believe in embarrassing Mm -hmm. people or whatever, Mm -hmm. but man... That sucks. Yeah, every thought you have, every embarrassing thought or insecurity is just laid bare. Yep. So, just then, Alice sees that Jasper's friends, Peter and Charlotte, are going to be paying them a visit, and Edward's like, I think the fuck not. He said, <laughs> not, vampires? Not around my Bella. Coming to who? He's like, you know I got a girl. Yeah. <laughs> so, everyone assures him, like, Peter and Charlotte, first of all, they never hunt in our area. Mm-hmm. But that's not good enough for Edward. He's yeah. like, no, because knowing Bella's luck, she's going to be wandering in the woods yeah. <laughs> and come across them and then she's going to die. Yep. He's like, she attracts danger like a magnet. She does. So, like, for such a boring person that does nothing, she's she, going through it. Yeah. I want to know what her life was like in Phoenix. I know. <laughs> so, Edward's like, no, not okay, because these are normal-ass vampires who drink normal-ass human blood. Yeah. So, I'm going to be keeping an eye on her, mm-hmm. period. So Emmett and Edward go on their planned hunting trip and Emmett tries to, you know, be a supportive brother in his own way. He starts saying that he doesn't understand why Edward is so hung up on this girl and Edward is like, well, Rosalie is ugly. So yeah. you want to talk to me about girls and get your wife. Like she... Emmett's like, I don't see it. And Edward's like, your wife is hideous. And then <laughs> Emmett is like, if you like her that much, just change her. Because honestly, Emmett... That's a smart idea. Emmett is just like, that is the only thing that's going to work. Yeah. Like, you can have her. She won't be fragile. She won't age. Like, all these benefits to her, you just changing her. And you'll be happy. Right. Forever. So, um, and Edward's like, please leave me alone. <laughs> no one is able to understand or comfort Edward at this point. You know, they can only watch him suffer. Okay. This next scene is weird. Yeah. That's the only way to put it. Yeah. Um, so... As if it weren't creepy enough that Edward is breaking into Bella's house every night <laughs> in the name of keeping her safe, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, he now has brought oil <laughs> to grease her window because it's squeaky. And he's like, I don't want her to wake up and see me breaking into her house. So I'm going to oil her window so it don't make no noise. Can you imagine him going to the hardware store? Like, the y'all got some meditation <laughs> of this. Y'all got some WD 40 so I can sneak into my girl's house? At this point, you're just a stalker. At this yeah. point, I mean, you were, but now it's like it's very premeditated. When you bring in grease, it's an issue. Yeah, because you go there so often, you was like, you know what? I forgot about the window. You know, let me. Oh my god! You about to be up in there fixing stuff oh up next? God. Like, oh, I painted your window seal. Oh it's a little chipped, but um, yeah. So Edward settles in for his nightly Bella broadcast when he notices that she scraped her palms. How? How is she sleeping where you can see her palms? Right. She, palm up. Like, I, I get you the vampire touching, sight. But you like, over there touching her now? You move right. your hands How around? close are you to her? Yeah. Back up, dude. Too much. He doing too much, really. A lot. Um, this is 
evidence in his mind that she is literally going to die at any moment <laughs> and this girl is just like a walking accident. So he's like, you know what? This is why I'm here. This is why I'm protecting her. To this protect is, her. This is why I'm her bodyguard because you know stuff keep happening. All right. So he spends more time resenting the fact that he can't go to the beach with Bella this weekend. And then he begins to wonder if any Quillettes will run into them. Edward also wonders if the younger generations would even know about the century-old pact that he and his family made with the elders that banned them from their land. Yeah, so that's the main reason he can't go. Yeah. He's literally banned, and if he does go, they can kill him. Yep. <laughs> so he decides he has nothing to worry about um, because even if the younger kids in the on the reservation do know about it, they're prohibited through the pact from saying anything. Yep. Um, which, <laughs> surprise, bitch, that's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't say anything anyway, except for someone likes to tell yeah. old tales to impress someone girls. Someone really wanted to impress a girl just outed an entire clan of vampires. And his and, and his wolf people. <laughs> to impress somebody. Jacob got a big old mouth, yeah. I'll tell you that. Can't hold water. <laughs> so we get another chapter in which Edward spends the majority of his time stalking Bella from the shadows. Oh, God. He's... She's not even interesting. She don't do nothing. No. Oh, my God. He's not able to go into the sun. So this is all he can do for now is, like, sit in trees and watch her. Yep. Um, it's literally torture for him because he just wants to be able to talk to her and hang out with her. But instead, he has to just listen to her through the minds of all these lame-ass teens at their high school. Yep. Um, Which is hilarious because he's like, man, I hope... I hope... uh. I hope Angela is available. <laughs> I hope Angela's like, I love Angela. I love Angela. She, she got a nice, <laughs> nice mind. Um, Monday comes and Edward watches as Bella enjoys the weather before class. Her good time is quickly interrupted by Mike. Can't take a hint, Newton. Who thinks it is a good idea to ask her on a date? This man done tried with her like two times already. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. Mike is way too comfortable putting his hands on Bella. Um, he like catches a strand of hair and tucks it behind her ear, like, don't touch me. I can I that rereading it, I was like, this is absurd. Yeah. You just feel like you could touch me like that? She like flinched, and I know at poor Edward, I know he wanted to kill him right then and there. He literally uprooted a tree. Yeah. When he did, when Mike touched her. Yeah. He pulled a tree from the ground. Oh my gosh. It's, Edward's real chill about yeah. it. He's like, that's normal. <laughs> he's handling it well. So Edward is hardly aware that the feeling he's feeling is called jealousy. Yeah. Um, but it's very apparent to the reader. Mm -hmm. He's not there he yet, been, though. He's been jealous of Mike from day one. Yeah, he's not there yet, though. He hasn't realized, like, oh, this is jealousy I'm feeling, I right. think. He's like, I really just want to kill this kid. Hmm. So, Mike asks Bella out, and she still doesn't say no. no. Like, she kind of dodges it and says, like, oh, that wouldn't be fair to Jessica. Non-confrontational. Oh, my God. At this point, Bella needs to just drop the hammer. Yeah. This boy obviously lacks whatever social skill is needed to know when a girl's not into you. Because mm -hmm. he just keeps trying. So, Mike, who has been so obsessed with conquering Bella that he has been oblivious to anything else... It's like, hmm, maybe that is a good idea to pursue Jessica instead. The choice becomes easier when he um, deduces that she has bigger boobs than our girl, Bella. We hate him. 
he's like, mm, well, her boobs are pretty big. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. Like, what? So after that unnecessary and horrid early morning meetup, Edward spends the rest of the day mind hopping and following Bella. Like we said earlier, he loves being at Angela's head and decides he should do something nice for her. Just because she's like a nice person. And what he ends up doing for her is really, really cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's, I love it. So Edward also notices through his mind stalking that Bella seems really down. And duh. Mm-hmm. Duh, sir. I think Edward's I, and I said this earlier, I think his yeah. ability to read minds has negatively impacted his ability to read people's body language yep. and just like draw conclusions from that. Mm-hmm. Because of course she misses you. Of course she's wondering like what you got going on. Yeah. Of course she's into you and you just don't see it. You see her craning her neck to look at your table every yeah. five minutes and you, what, do, what do you, what do you think she's thinking? Yeah. So after school, um, Bella gets a call from Jessica who has canceled their girl's shopping trip today because she has a date with, you guessed it, Mike Newton. Mm-hmm. It's literally the same date he was going to take Bella on. <laughs> girl. I, he should be working on his paper while y'all trying right. to figure out stuff. Oh my God, I can't stand him. Mm-hmm. So Bella decides to enjoy the weather some more and go read outside. She pretty much just reads. That's what she does. Uh, Edward's the, been watching the her The oldest and sleep. books. <laughs> That she read a million times. She only reads books written by Jane Austen. Yeah. Only books written in the That's early, her personality in the early trait. 1800s. Yep, she loves it. Those dry old, dull, boring books. <laughs> um, so, um, this scene described doesn't sound comfortable, in our opinion. She lays on the blanket on wet grass. Yeah, it's like wet and muddy. Yeah. Well, she wanted to be in the sun, so you got to take... Yeah. It's always raining there, so I guess it, the grass is always wet. True. Um, Edward is, of course, still watching her. The time he's doing it... This time he's doing it from the forest that surrounds her house. He has to watch Bella... Um, he's watching her read Sense and Sensibility, a book that, upon reach, research, sounds like a bunch of rich white people who may be related. Hanging out and being messy. Seems That's like what a, it sounded like when I looked up the s- yeah. summary. <laughs> I yeah. Is this the one that's the collection of books or is that the other? I thought she's she was reading. reading from a collection of books, but she's reading oh, Sense, Sense of Sensibility. Sensibility. Okay, because yes. I'm like, oh, Sense of Sensibility is a collection of works, but no, I no. think it's just the collections of Jane Austen. Yeah, Jane Austen also wrote Wuthering Heights. I think she wrote Because I'm telling you, all these young adult novels, the, the main character love Weathering Heights, Sense of Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice. never read that. I've seen the movie for Pride and Prejudice, though. Yeah. That was a good one. Those are the top three oh books. And, okay, so Pride and Prejudice is about a man people, who People loves... going to each in People going to houses. <laughs> <laughs> Go to this person's house. Let's go back. Houses. That's what it's about. Basically. Doing nothing. When Doing I wrote, nothing. I was nine chapters in, and I'm like, this don't make no sense. <laughs> oh Y'all just God. went. It's why? Why are we talking about? Okay, I walked over to so and so. What's the main dude's name? Mister Mister Darcy. Mister walked over to Darcy house. Oh, My but sister, then I got sick, so she had to stay at the house. Excuse me. She got sick Why while she this? was visiting, so she's going to have to stay here for a couple days. So I'm going to go visit her at this person's house. Ugh. What? Go home. Get better books. Ain't no way it's not books out now. In the current, in oh 2000 and, 
This happened in 2005. When, when does this book take place? I think it happens takes place Eight? in 2000. Is it five? I think it takes place in 2005. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Ooh, that was a long time ago. Boy. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, yes. Bella is, so she's reading Sense and Sensibility, and Edward notices that she keeps getting pissed and slamming it shut. He's like, I can't figure out what the issue is because all they're talking about is these two characters, Edward and Edmund. Let me scan my mind of every single chapter I've read of this book. How right. can you scan? He's like I know scanning the files. Yep. He has like a photographic memory like Hermione Granger. Yeah. Um, That's cheating in life. <laughs> avid Twilight readers know it's because Bella does not want to think about Edward. Yeah. So when she reads the name Edward, she gets frustrated and... Edmund is apparently close enough to Edward, so that also makes her mad. <laughs> Get a grip. Edmund? You get mad over Edmund? That's not even the, his name. Her love of 19th century literature is not helping this, because I'm assuming Edward was a really popular name, as our yeah. vampire sweetheart would know, because his name's Edward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... Since she can't find her peace, read. <laughs> I guess I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me think for a second. This drink all grenadine at the bottom, Lord. I keep trying to mix it. I... <laughs> Dang, yours is all red. I keep trying to mix mine and separate. I don't know what's going on with this drink. Um, she can't find peace reading. She just falls asleep, and of course, she talks in her sleep. <sighs> she talks about Edwards. Edmonds and our vampire Edward is like, oh my god, all this time she was thinking about fictional characters and not me. And I'm just like, dummy. He's so dumb. Why can't you put, you're supposed to be the smartest person on the earth. Right, he's so dumb. So he's heartbroken and dumb. Um, so Charlie arrives home and Bella rushes inside to cook dinner because this 35 year old man can apparently not take care of himself. Even though he's been taking care of himself her entire life. Right. So She has not lived with him. No, I think he was eat, probably was eating at the diner every That's night. That's true. That's still taking care he's of He's like, oh, thank goodness my daughter came. She cooked me some nice homemade meals. We had enchiladas the other day. <laughs> so Edward gets to watch a classically awkward swan dinner where Charlie acts like he couldn't care less about his daughter to hide yeah. his overwhelming love and devotion for her. And Bella acts awkward because she barely knows this man yep. that she's living with. Uh, Bella informs Charlie that she'll be going to Port Angeles tomorrow mm -hmm. to shop, and Edward is like, oh, we going shopping? Bet. He's like, I'll be there. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Charlie literally does not care, but Bella is stressed over what he'll eat for dinner. As Like, she's legitimately stressed about it. Yeah. That. So, the next day at school, Bella is looking like a snack in her blue blouse. Um, but a sad snack. We know from Twilight <laughs> that she's missing her vampire boyfriend, but Edward is still somewhat oblivious. He can only speculate. He has no confidence in his speculations because he relies too heavily on being able to hear people's thoughts. Yeah, he's like, I think she likes me, but I can't know for sure, so she probably right. doesn't like me. Mm -hmm. After school, Edward decides to allow a Allow Bella an hour of privacy. Oh my God, thank He's you like, so much. He's like, you know what? Much. I should probably let her have some girl time after I've, you know, watched her nonstop for 48 hours. I think that's fair. Um, he goes home to be polite and go see his family and mm -hmm. their visitors. He doesn't want to, of course, but, you know, our boy Edward can't be rude. <laughs> so he gets to the house. Everyone is like, dude, you're weird as fuck. You're so weird. 
Like, they haven't seen him in days because he's literally been following this 17-year-old human going to history class. Like, right. that's what he's been doing all week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Peter and Charlotte are convinced that it's the animal blood driving Edward crazy. They don't understand the Cullen's lo- lifestyle, but they love and respect Jasper and remain friends because of that. Um, Edward spends most of the time he's home in another room by himself playing a piano. So still um, kind of rude. So still rude. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not even hanging out with him. So why you could have just went with Bella then? Right. Came not eat and then go, like do they when they do they just sit at the table like you would and just like hang out and talk? Maybe? Yeah. I okay. Guess. Because I'm like, you don't eat at the table. It's just weird not doing, like, a motion, like, to eat or drink. Yeah. Or, like, having, like, cocktails or anything like that. I guess that's not weird for them, though, because they can stand still forever. Yeah. But just, man, you want to have a drink with your friends? Like, you can't have no drink? Bag of O negative. (laughs) (laughs) Carlisle bringing out bags of blood. Like, I got that good stuff (laughs) from the hospital. Oh, I got nice aged. We got an age B positive tonight, <laughs> if you'd like any. So, yeah, he waits for the smallest window to excuse himself and then rushes to go find Bella. And that's our recap of chapters six through eight. Um, Edward has really spiraled into crazy. Yeah. Um, I suppose it is his first love. Teen romance is tough mm-hmm. and very cringy. Yes. So I get it, but also like. He's got to chill out. Yeah, I agree. So each episode we're going to discuss the most prevalent theme in the chapters we're reading. The theme for chapters 6 through 8 of Midnight Sun is red flags. Obviously. Ton of them. So there are a ton of fucking red Hard flags to count. in these three chapters. So we just have to acknowledge them. You yes. know, despite us being very much so Team Edward, we have <laughs> to acknowledge the red flags. Yep. So... Yeah. So, number one, the whole following Bella through people's eyes thing, not cool. Um, not only is it invasion of Bella's privacy, it's invasions of the people he's using to look at her. It's creepy. Yeah. Yep. So, number two, he wants to harm anyone who even looks at Bella. Yep, yep. Especially Mike. Like, dude, calm down. He literally uproots a tree because another guy touches her, which, don't get me wrong, like, fuck Mike, New- Mike Newton, mm-hmm. but it's just a little over the top. Yep. Uh, red flag number three. He is manipulative. Yes, very. He manipulates Miss Cope, the secretary. Yep. Even though, yes, it is creepy as fuck that she's attracted to who she believes to be a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> but he uses that disgusting characteristic of her to mm-hmm. manipulate her into getting what he wants. So he's manipulative. Yep. And that's a red flag. That's like a vampire trait, too, being manipulative. Yeah, that's In true. Every vampire show, book, whatever, they're yeah. all manipulative. Very and- true. Seductive. Um, number four, he steals from her. He picked her pocket like a thief. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll get your car back home. Instead of just asking for her keys, he just, just took stole it. them. Yeah. Like, that's not the first time and he did steals her keys. And she not even think, like, dang, how, how are they going to get... Right. I, Bella's not the brightest. Uh, red flag number five, and possibly the biggest and reddest flag... He breaks into her house nightly to watch her sleep. You don't know what I'm doing in my bed. Like, I just feel like that's it's just so crazy that he does that. Right. Don't get me wrong. He's sitting in the same chair to watch. I know. It's, it's so weird. Creepy. Like, okay. 
these are red flags. Mm-hmm. But if it was me, I'd be like, oh, that's so sweet that you care about me like you, that. He cares about me so much that he watches me sleep. You know, he loves me so much, he would kill all of you. That's how I feel about that. I, I'm, te- I'm team Edward. <laughs> these are also red flags. So these are without a doubt like horrible and not good qualities to have a man. (laughs) But I'm just going to pretend I do not see. (laughs) But I also probably need therapy. So, you know, there's that. So next we're sharing our favorite moments from chapter six through eight. My favorite moment happens in chapter six when they're having lunch together. Yeah. So as Bella's leaving, he snags her lemonade bottle cap. He steals from her again, red flag. I think that this is just such a good use of the Edward point of view that this book is bringing to the table. Because we're getting everything, we're getting all the moments Bella talks about in Twilight from his point of view. Right. So obviously we don't get this moment in Twilight because Bella doesn't realize it. Yeah. So it was just nice. I think the lunch scene is also just such a pivotal moment in the Twilight book. Yep. So now this scene just adds like a little bit of flavor to that um, and their love story. I think it's iconic and also really, really precious. (laughs) I like any scene with Emmett. I was going to say you just wrote Emmett. I like <laughs> I like any scene with him, but I did like when they were camping. And Emmett, I don't know, he wanted to change, he wanted Edward to change Bella. But mm-hmm. also, he like tries to show Edward like a good time all the time. He's mm-hmm. always joking. Edward, he's like, dude, you're so serious all the time. Lighten up. And then there he was like, Emmett, don't play with your food. Because then Emmett was like threatening the bear and they're both standing up. And he was like, oh, he almost, he got me. It almost hurt this time. And I don't know. He's just so fun. And I, I don't know. Edward is tripping 90% of the time. Like literally such a fucking. All Emmett wanted to do was have a guy's trip and go hunt. And why didn't they invite Jasper? Good question. It was like Jasper ain't no. Oh, maybe because he was entertaining his friends. No, Um... then had they come? Had they come? I don't think they came yet. Yeah. Jasper's the odd duck. Mm-hmm. Aw. Poor Jasper. So each episode, we'll be awarding the honor of prom king or prom queen to an outstanding character. And this week's prom queen is... girl Bella is winning the coveted title of prom queen this week because she is remaining true to herself despite being the object of toxic vampire affection she continuously calls Edward out on his toxic shit yeah although it doesn't stop her from allowing him to continue doing the toxic shit um Bella also probably needs therapy oh absolutely but who doesn't especially a new moon I'm like oh boy (laughs) she needed a doctor <laughs> she needed to be prescribed therapy. She needed to be like, locked up. Yeah. She was going through it. Woo! Trying to jump off cliffs <laughs> so she could see a glimpse of her. Oh my God. She was going through it. She also works super hard to act like she's totally okay the entire time Edward's MIA. Mm-hmm. She's not about to show anyone that she's hung up over some boy. Right. I can relate to this. <laughs> um, this season will be focusing on vampire lore. 
Each week we will talk about different aspects of vampire history, legends, and famous tales that relate to our episode. This week's Hoochin' and Hollerin' Vamp History lesson is on vampire feedings. So vampire feeding habits within the Twilight Saga are interesting. You have to have, well, you have your typical vampires who have blood red eyes and feeds on humans, usually killing them. Then you have our vegetarians, such as the Cullen clan and the Denali clan, who feed only on animal blood and have golden-hued eyes. So more lore out there says that vampires primarily drink human blood, but Mm -hmm. there are a few instances of vampires in other stories throughout the world drinking animal blood. So think Twilight, True Blood, Supernatural, and even Buffy. So there's vampires in those stories that drink Mm -hmm. animal blood. Um, As well, there's stories of of vampires drinking the blood of other vampires. So think uh, the movie Blade or the Vampire Diaries. Um... Through our research, it appears the theme of drinking animal animal blood is not that uncommon across stories. Um, when I was looking things up, it was actually way more common than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really just like a Twilight thing, but it isn't. Cool. When feeding, a vampire's venom can have numerous effects on their victim, including paralyzation, memory loss, hallucination, sexual arousal, and most often death. In our Twilight verse, a vampire's venom is needed for transformation, but vampires usually drain and kill their victims before that can even happen. Which is why Edward doesn't think it's a good option to change Bella, because he's like, right. I could end up killing her. Yeah, because that would be know? horrible. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to how long a vampire can go without feeding, it varies. Mm-hmm. In the Twilight verse, we see the Cullens go a few weeks, like two weeks between feeding with the intent on sort of increasing their ability to abstain from blood. Right. Um, Typically, their only side effect is that their eyes turn black and they're in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. We have seen in other vampire stories, I'm thinking about True Blood here, I love True Blood, (laughs) that vampires who go long periods of time between feedings can become super weak. They don't die because they can't die, but they become like really, really weak. Mm Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on the region and the breed of vampire. Yeah. Okay, so that's our show for today. Yay. Thanks for hanging in, in there with us. We are excited as always to continue talking Midnight Sun with you guys and getting boozed up. Uh, shout out as always to our producer, Jeffrey. If you are reading along with us, we'll be discussing chapters 9 through 11 of Midnight Sun next week. It's about to get real. Yep, it's about to be real long, too. We're about to be committed. (laughs) Exclusive. Be sure to tune in next Thirsty Thursday for more hot takes and delicious cocktails. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts. Subscribe and rate us five stars. Woohoo!